Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Right, so Tony Khan announced during AEW Rampage that he is going to have a brand new signee on Dynamite who not only is going to knock down the forbidden door, but is also a free agent. Now, I don't know what that means, but my word, it set the internet on fire. And of course, people are saying things like Mustafa Ali and even Shane McMahon. And I just want to say this. You speculate to your heart's content. That's the best thing about being a wrestling fan. Even if you want to go on that there internet and say, it's going to be The Undertaker, you should. When some troll comes out of their bridge and goes, it's the stupidest thing to say ever. You say, leave me be, troll. I'm just having fun. That's what wrestling's all about. Otherwise, hello, my name is Simon Mellorey. That's right, we have had another episode of AEW Rampage. But apparently, I decide whether it was good or whether it was bad. So what an arrogant a-hole I am. But actually, it's not me. It's this, the finger of power. It decides all. Let's give the good bits an up and the bad bits a down. Okay, look, I like Adam Cole a lot. I think he is a super duper whooper star. And given that he is about to go after the AEW world title, it makes all the sense in the world to book him as strong as an ox. However, here's the thing. I also like Evil Uno. I respect that man. And when it came to this match, well, I really wanted it to go just a little bit longer. Because when we did start this off, it was quite clear that Adam Cole was enraged that he lost to Orange Cassidy last week. So he beat the ever-living hell out of Evil Uno, and no word of a lie, pinned him after the boom knee in around about two and a half minutes. And Evil Uno did get some offense in there, but it was not a lot. And once again, I totally understand why we were doing this. Every now and then, you just got to put the spotlight on someone and say to the other guy, I'm really sorry, we need to use you right now. But this is one of those instances when I get into my fan suit and I become a massive nerd. And like I've already said, I'm a big fan of Evil Uno. I am in his corner. So from a complete, I suppose, kayfabe point of view, 
I am giving it a down. Also, there was some bias creeping in here because I was a bit like, well, John Moxley's allowed to have bangers with everybody on the roster. Why can't we do it here? And then I did start giggling to myself. So I'm like, man, I sound like some kind of Reddit thread. But once again, tying back into the intro, that's the best thing about wrestling. You're allowed to pick a team. Fair play to Adam Cole, though, because he got on the microphone afterwards. And my word, did he spit out a promo that made you go, holy crap, I think he's in a massive mood. Because he said this orange cat loss does not count because it was a lights out match and that's not on his record and look at all the people he has beaten so he doesn't care whether it's a cowboy he doesn't care whether it's a murder hawk monster he is going after the aew world championship and i was like man he's definitely gonna do that and he may win and given that i do expect hangman adam page to retain his championship that means at the pay-per-view we are gonna do him versus adam cole and i'm sorry in no universe is that gonna be a bad match and once again, Cole was so good here, I am giving him it up. Mark Sterling and Jade Cargill then made it clear that she's going for her 27th win and she's still undefeated when we got Isaiah Cassidy versus Sammy Guevara for the TNT title. This was good, good stuff. Up. Sammy is wearing both TNT titles, which I like because it makes him look like a mega champion. And also he had his ribs taped because he's still feeling the effects of that ladder match. And I love it when we do this in wrestling. Can you imagine the doctor? Well, oh, yeah, Sammy. You've got really bad ribs. I know what we can do. Go and wrestle and here's some cotton. It didn't stop him at all because he was flying around the place like only he can. But here was the problem. Isaiah Cassidy is also a high flyer, but he also has a bunch of asshole friends. So not only was Mark Quinn on the apron causing a distraction, but Matt Hardy was there and he smashed Smammy Guevara, Smammy, Sammy Guevara with a side effect on the apron. And it was like, oh no, what's he going to do? Isaiah slowed the place down so he could work over this midsection he was like i'll break that rib and i'll break that rib and it massively did work because later on guevara was going to go for the gth but he couldn't do it because once again he was like oh my stomach and i was then totally taken aback because aew did something i don't think they've ever done because andrade's music started to play he interrupted but not in that sense and honestly, I was flabbergasted. It was like sports entertainment has come to Friday nights. And it was even more crazy because Cassidy used this to hit the backstabber and he beat Sammy Guevara for the TNT title. <laughs> of course that didn't happen. We then had this great moment when Guevara got caught in midair as Isaiah Cassidy hit this cutter. And like I say, Andrade was on the outside, I suppose, supporting his investment. He was desperate for Cassidy to win the championship. But even by this point, I was like, we had an entrance distraction in AEW. This is why you shouldn't overdo these things. It was like the greatest thing that ever happened to me in my life because it felt like a novelty. Sadly, Mr. Tranquilo did not help at all though because after Sammy had taken out Mark Quinn with this ridiculous looking moonsault, he hit the GTH and he did retain his championship. And I've kind of scooted through that way too quickly. But if I tried to recount it, we would be here all day. They had a great back and forth wrestling match and they are both going to be massive stars. There was a beatdown afterwards naturally, so somebody was going to have to make the save, and very intriguingly, it was Darby Allen. Now, of course, this makes sense, because Andrade still wants to buy him. He just thinks he's a kid for hire. But when they had cleared the place, Darby Allen, Sammy Guevara squared off and they kind of looked at the TNT title and this is the feud that we should do. And you can work in Andrade, Matt Hardy and everybody else. But as soon as I saw it, I was like, yep, 
That's what I need in my life. We then had a really interesting promo from QT Marshall, because he was like, hook, I know we've got beef and one day we're gonna sell it, but before then, I am going to bring somebody to the show who I have trained and nobody knows about. So I sat there and I was like, well, who the flub could that be? And I figured it out. It's gonna be Mecha Hook or it's going to be Mirrored Hook. You know, like in Legend of Zelda, we have to fight Mirrored Link. I mean, what is more powerful than original Hook? Double Double Hook, or words to that effect. Chris Statlander then got absolutely murked backstage by Layla Hurst, causing Red Velvet to run in there and make the save. So that three-way continues. And then AEW once again looked at Rampage and thought, well, how can we make this a little bit from Dynamite? And they continued to have more fun with it. And I was a big supporter of this. Because as well as that music interruption from earlier, we had a disqualification. And I could be wrong here, but I think this is only the third DQ in AEW history. So once again, look at my face. A disqualification in wrestling. I'm like, a disqualification in wrestling? This is how you should do it, because it makes me go, wow. There's also Thunder Rosa versus Mercedes Martinez, which felt like a big deal because we'd been building it for weeks. And yeah, after they had whooped each other for a little while, Mercedes went to the outside and thought, I know how I can get the better of you. I'll try and kill you, because she got a still pipe and she clomped Thunder Rosa right on the head. And I'm sorry, if you hit anybody with a steel pipe and don't think they could die, well, you ain't thinking properly. I do also want to point out before this, there was this awesome Death Valley driver and a reversal into an Emerald Fusion. But I genuinely was stunned. I was like, man, I can't believe it. A disqualification. And then as if it was my birthday, AEW was like, would you like a little bit of story with that DQ? And I was like, oh man, I really would. And they gave it to me. Because we zoomed to the back where Mercedes Martinez was being interviewed and Britt Baker <laughs> interrupted her. So I bring it down, that is 16 in AEW and somehow 53 overall. But anyway, she was all pissed with Martinez because she was like, look, I gave you a bunch of money to beat Thunder Rosa, not just take her out because of course she's terrified about Thunder Rosa getting a bunch of wins and going after her championship. Mercedes was like, no, you didn't say that. You told me just to damage her and that's what I did. We then added more narrative into this because Jamie Hay was like, wait a minute, you didn't tell me about this, you damn fool. So there was so much going on here and it was all built around a disqualification. I don't mean to repeat myself, but this is what we should all be doing. Use it, it is a great tool in professional wrestling. Just don't do it multiple times a week. This is all I ever asked for. Just some thought and adding in those small touches and planting those seeds. What a great section this was. And in between all of it, you had this video where it just went, Serena Deeb is the greatest ever, which she is. Up. It was our main event after this for the FTW title, which was nice because we rarely ever see that defended. And it was Ricky Starks versus Jay Lethal. That's right. I am giving it the round of applause. This was straight fire. Lethal used all his experience early on because he was throwing Ricky Starks into Barry Barricade. But what he hadn't accounted for was Powerhouse Hobbs, who was at ringside. And this dude is hilarious because he's so big. He literally looked at Jay Leaf and was like, man, I'm going to crush you like a bug. Taz made sure to put over his size too. And he even said, you could watch a movie on his back. Can you imagine that? You went to a theater and in big letters, it just went, hey, do you want to watch a movie on a human being's back? Be like, no, I'm going home. Ricky used this to hit the go button and he did this really cool thing where he was on the outside and he slipped back in the ring by the ring post and then nailed Joe Alifo with a clothesline. And when they were back in the squared circle, he hit this wonderful looking belly to belly suplex, 
honestly. Ricky Stark is really, really good. Once again, Lethal went back to the well because this is not his first rodeo and he hit the most devastating move in all of sports entertainment, the surprise roll up over and over again. But Starks was having none of this, so he then reversed that into this sit out power bomb. Honestly, I don't want to use the word spectacular, but it was certainly heading in that direction. They were then punching away in each other's faces when powerhouse Hobbs like, man, I'm done with this. So he got on the apron, but Jay Lethal took him out. And if only he had left it there, but he didn't. I was like, I'm going to dive on you now because it's 2022 wrestling. So Hobbs was like, all right, he just moved out the way and Lethal crashed into the floor. This is when Dante Martin had seen enough. So he took out Powerhouse when he just defied gravity. I don't understand how he does these springboards. And this built to the finish of the match. And please listen to me, my friends. Go and absolutely watch this. Because aside from going full on wrestling tennis with near falls, and the fans went, whoa, 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 Jay Lethal went for the lethal injection. And when he was coming back off the ropes, somehow and genuinely perfectly, Ricky Starks caught him in the Rochambeau and basically caught him in midair, slammed him down, and won. They actually could not have pulled this off any better. It looked like it was from a video game and all of this is absolutely getting up. But like I say, it's a huge bravo all around for these two guys. And at some point, Ricky Starks has got to go after that TNT title. And after that, he needs to go after the world title. That's right, I said it. Which allowed Rampage to go off air after this, obviously, otherwise we just watch it until the end of time. And as always, what we've done is we take 60 minutes and we just give you a bunch of good wrestling. But I especially enjoyed this episode because like I say, we're throwing different elements in there that we'll probably never do on Dynamite. That's how you make it feel unique. Up. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.